The Tiny Podcast is a Better Manchester initiative. Visit www.bettermanchester.com slash subscribe to learn more. When you subscribe to Better Manchester, you'll have full access to captivating featured stories, uplifting ideas, and helpful community updates. We hope you subscribe and join us in this next evolution of hashtag Better Manchester. Connect on any device at any time to Better Manchester today. Better Manchester. Connecting communities. Music is a moral law. It gives soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and charm and gaiety to life and to everything. Plato. Song and dance have been universal languages for centuries. When you hear music, you don't need to know the artist to appreciate the feeling behind the song. If it's in another language, you don't need to understand the words because you feel what emotion is being if you want to dance, you don't need to know the right steps to express yourself with movement. So, with the love for music in our hearts and the passion for creation in our souls, today we have the pleasure of speaking to Bill Ludwig, the town of Manchester's troubadour. I'm your host, Ryan Ward, and welcome to the Tiny Podcast. First of all, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you making the time. Absolutely. Super easy for you to be here. It just feels good already. So my first question for you, Bill, is what is a town troubadour? Uh, That's always the question. I know, right? Uh, So a town troubadour is uh, a musical poet laureate. So a poet laureate writes poems and and stories about the community. Mm -hmm. Troubadour writes, uh, writes music about the community and about the town. And is is a resource for music for um, town events. I've done a couple of podcast uh, intros and other things for for uh, for town entities and, and local groups and all that kind of thing. So, and, and I offer my services up free of charge for anyone related to the town, any 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 municipal projects or anything like that. That's awesome. That kind of thing. Yeah. So there's a uh, there's a video uh, blog that Little Theater Manchester did. I did the intro and the outro on that, which I was pretty happy with, and it's a. Uh, um, just uh, acapella. Uh, I did a couple of different parts. Oh, cool. Bobby McFerrin thing. Oh, I love that. It's really cool. Really happy That's awesome. Yeah, Bobby McFerrin. What a uh, what a treat. <laughs> Bobby McFerrin's one of my favorites. How how did you even end up getting into being the troubadour? Yeah, very. Uh, so I'll tell you the whole story. Yeah, give it to me. I started writing music in high school, 1988. I wrote my first song. Had a punk band in Manchester High. What was the name of the punk band? The punk band was called Chemical Persuasion. That's such a good name. We played, uh, <laughs> we played a total of about six gigs uh, locally, and then of course broke up. Fizzled and burned, and never, never did it again. After that, you know, got into the working world and, and all that sort of stuff. So continued to write music on my own, and and basically just as a side thing, but uh, an obsession. So throughout my working life through the 90s and early 2000s, recording, writing songs, recording them into a boombox mm. on a cassette, and then just moving on writing more. And I wrote hundreds of songs over those years, but never did anything with them, and just mm. went to work every day. 2013, on the cusp of my 40th birthday, I said, I have all these songs, and I've been writing, and I, I think I'm a pretty good songwriter at this point. I've never shared anything with anybody, mm. really. I said, well, if I'm ever going to do anything with this, I better do it. So the summer of 2013, going into 2014, I said, I'm going to I'm gonna buy myself a recording studio. I'm going to set it up in my nice. basement. I'm going to uh, do a serious project. 
quote unquote serious about it, <laughs> the best I can do. And I recorded an album. I released the album on Amazon. Amazon used to have a thing where you could upload all your files to Amazon. Mm-hmm. They they print CDs on demand. They put it on Amazon Music wow. and all that kind of stuff. It was really cool back in 2014. They mm-hmm. don't do it anymore. Yeah. And it was fairly well received. I you know did I had a little social media presence. It got a little attention. Mm. At the same time, the first town troubadour of Manchester, Dan Thompson. I, I had small kids at the time, and I would bring them every year to go see Chuckles the Groundhog at the Lutz, right? Mm-hmm. And Dan would get up at the beginning and he'd sing his Chuckles the Groundhog song. <laughs> uh, and so as a, as a budding songwriter, not really understanding how the local music scene worked or anything like that, what, you know, where do I go with my acoustic guitar to play tunes? I introduced myself, and we developed a relationship over, uh, um, over a couple of weeks and months. Um, Dan ran a um, an open mic, oh, luckily cool. enough, perfect. Uh, so I got myself out there uh, and started doing his open mic, which was very nerve-wracking and, and scary for a guy who had never actually <laughs> yeah. done this. And again, we developed a relationship. The troubadour term on paper is two years. When I met Dan, he was in his third year. Mm-hmm. As he got into like his fourth and fifth year, he said, "Okay, we I need a new tr- I need we need to start looking at a new troubadour." Mm. Uh, I'm only supposed to do this for two years, and he loved the role, but, uh, right. but the time was up. So he said, "Hey, would you be interested? Well, you know, why don't we get a couple? Of, let's get a couple of people and start talking about." Uh, and so anyway, yeah, yeah, one thing led to another, and I became the new troubadour. Wow, that's awesome! So really, just putting yourself out there. Number one, open mic night, coming, going to see Chuckles. Just pu- putting yourself out there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and he was pretty excited because I was writing a lot. I've I've consistently released uh, an album plus every year since 2014. So, hmm. um, I, as a matter of fact, it's 2022. I've released two albums this year. Um, nice. So that's amazing. Writing a lot. Writing a lot. So, would you say that that's a pretty standard characteristic for a troubadour? It would be just cr- a creation, like lots of creation. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a there's a there's a it's a compulsion, right? You have to write music all the time in every situation that you see or every social thing that's happening or, you know, as you watch the news, you think, oh, how can I express this in a way to kind of share my feeling on it? And, you know, now I'm in a position where I can do it on behalf of the town and say, hey, hey, town, here's how I feel about this. And I think this kind of represents how you guys feel. What do you think? That's awesome. I love that. So within your troubadour journey, Mm -hmm. What would you say has been your favorite part, or, or one of your favorite mm. things? So, when I became Troubadour, I was having this this kind of goofy text um, conversation with somebody like that. What what do I do with this? Gonna, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll go play it. You know, when the when the mayor gets sworn in or um, that kind of stuff. I was like, you know, I don't, wasn't even sure what it meant to be yeah. a Troubadour at the time, right? Um, and so we were kind of writing. Me and a friend were texting back and forth, and one of the things. I wrote to him was Troubadour de Door. <laughs> it was just funny to say. <laughs> Troubadour de Door uh, then became a thing. How do I bring music right to someone's front door and sing a song for them? That'd be cool, right? So yeah. it became, so my, my Facebook page then became Troubadour de Door. And the idea was that every, um, every citizen of Manchester can request one song free of charge and I will come to your house at your front door and I'll sing your song request for you. And I've done dozens of them. That's so awesome. It's very, very cool. Very rewarding. Nine times out of ten, it's someone's birthday or an anniversary or uh, a neighbor who they really appreciate. They did something nice. And almost every single time, 
the person is in tears by the end of it, and it's the most beautiful thing. Absolutely my favorite thing. The most rewarding part of this whole thing was getting out in the community, going to people's houses, and singing song requests for them, and just seeing the, the power that that can have. Music is a universal language. What are some moments where you've seen the magic of music other than that? A couple of things. Yeah. The pandemic happened, and so what does that mean? Mm. Uh, right? How does a performing musician connect with people? Mm. So we have the power of social media, mm -hmm. and I was able to do a few things. One was I was invited to perform for one of the retirement homes in town. Mm -hmm. and I forget which one. I forget the name. But they had me stand out in their garden, and they put an iPad in front of me, and they they live streamed it through the entire facility and I sang for two hours uh -huh. and it was amazing. Yeah. Tons of feedback on online. It was great. Front page of the JI and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. It was really cool. The other thing that I did March of 2020 at the very beginning of the pandemic, I was laid off from work mm. and as many people were, right? The, um, economy took a downturn I was in aerospace aerospace uh, tanked mm. and uh, and so I was out of work for a few months I had a whole lot of free time so how can I what can I do to keep my own morale up mm. and to uh, you know uh, do something positive for the town and so I was let go on March 17th on March 20th I had a, a, a little tripod for my my camera mm -hmm. and I went out to the middle of Center Street right in front of Cavies, mm -hmm. stood there and put the camera in front of myself and with the sun coming up behind me, sang the Star Spangled Banner mm -hmm. and live streamed it out on the Troubadour to Door page. It immediately got thousands of views and actually got picked up by national media oh, wow. uh, and went, you know, minorly viral. Currently probably my most uh, watched thing. Mm -hmm. So they encouraged me, right? Okay, a live stream, I can write a song, I'll do something a little inspirational for the town. Next day I went and I set up my tripod, in, I have a, a backyard chickens. Yeah, yeah. So I stood in front of my uh, chicken coop and I sang a song. Uh, and I live streamed it, three minute video, again, thousands of views. Uh, I said, okay, this is my thing. So every single day since March 20th, I've stepped outside, put my tripod up, and I've sang a, I've live streamed a song to the people of Manchester and they've gotten hundreds to thousands of views every day, tons of positive feedback. And it, and it was literally, and I, and I said so at the time, and I continue to say so, that it's just a way for me to be kind of a cheerleader for the town. We're in dark times. Yeah. Here's a little thing to start your day with just a silly smile. That's um, awesome. And that's been a really, really, really positive experience. That's really beautiful, but honestly, that's that is the power of music. It I is. really feel it. And, and thank God for social media. You know, in a, in a situation like this where you can't get a room full of people to play music for, but I can just I can go outside and, and play for chickens <laughs> as a silly thing to get people to smile every day. Thank God for that. If you didn't have it, mm. you know who knows. And, and so many performers really struggled. And mm. I'll say to this day, I have very much shied away from chasing any kind of paid performances. I want mm. people that rely on, on those payments and those those fees to have first dibs on any performances. Again, I'm someone who does this uh, more or less as a hobby, mm. so I try and shy away from taking it to, you know, going in as the budget musician and saying, yeah, I'll, I'll do a free, and, you know, the people that need the money, go get the money first and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll play the farmer's markets and that kind of thing, and, and that's fine. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. What is something that you see Manchester doing with music that you want to let people know about? Yeah, so um, I'm also the pr 
since in the last uh, couple of years, I became the, the chairperson of Imagine Main Street. Mm. Imagine Main Street um, used to do big events with tables and crafts and all up and down Main Street and all that kind of thing. We've shied away a little bit from that recently, but because there's other groups that are doing that much better than we ever did. Spruce Street Market, the Northwest Park Market, the folks at Firestone do a really nice event, Second Saturdays, the Farmer's Market down there, um, all that. They're doing it better than Imagine Main Street could do it now, and so there's no reason for us to compete. But one of the things that I've latched onto as Troubadour is Manchester is one of the very few towns in Connecticut that allows busking on on sidewalks without uh, requiring any kind of a permit. So you can take your guitar out and stand on a a street corner in Manchester, play music for a few hours, put out a hat, collect tips, and uh, no one's going to hassle you. No one's going to give you any trouble. 100% legal in Manchester. So Imagine Main Street has not only been encouraging that, we've been promoting it, we've been scheduling folks to actually go out and play music on the street. Last summer when there was, when businesses and restaurants were struggling, they were relying on outdoor dining. Uh, We worked, we called every, uh, you know, all the restaurants that had outdoor dining up and down Main Street and said, would it be okay if we had someone stand and play some music right next to your diners? Just an extra draw, unamplified, we'll just have folks stand there with a guitar or with a with a you know with a um, a mandolin or or a, or a fiddle or something and just stand there and uh, and play some music and just entertain folks as an extra reason to come out and and, and pay for your uh, pay for your services yeah uh, uh, and that worked out really well this year now things have loosened up a little bit with the pandemic mm-hmm. and we've um, we've focused on um, doing um, street side performances in front of workspace again they have a lot of uh, a lot of gallery uh, events happening. Uh, so just a perfect way to kind of focus and, and bring some attention to the, their arts, uh, you know, um, initiatives and that kind of thing. So right now, second Saturdays, we're doing live performances on the sidewalk. But we're also letting out all the performers know, you don't wait for us. Yeah. Feel free. Go out. Play, you know, get your guitars, get your uh, stand-up basses, get your harmonicas, and go out and play on Main Street. Um, Manchester allows it. Take advantage of it. It's pretty unique. Yeah. Um, not a lot of towns allow that. Yeah, um, that's know, beautiful. Try and do it in West Dartford and you'll get a ticket. <laughs> do it in Manchester, no problem. They encourage it. Yeah. I, you know, I think we'd all love hearing more music just walking down Absolutely. the street. No doubt. Eating some, eating some food on Main Street. I can Street, tell you, yeah. as someone who's done it, I've stood out there with my guitar and my mandolin, and uh, people are very generous with their tips as well. They, they like to see it. They'll stand, they'll watch you for, for a good time. It's a, it's a really cool way to um, connect with the folks of the community. And as a performer, if you're someone who's used to playing uh, you know, on a stage in front of people, it's an exercise in how to connect with people, and, and it, you know it takes it takes a different skill set to be able to connect with folks just kind of walking by, yeah. uh, get their attention, and, and get them to, to give a crap about what you're doing. And yeah. It's uh, really cool. It gives you some good uh, musical muscle. I think. Yeah, yeah. How do you think music affects people, and how do you want your music to affect people? You ask anybody what their favorite song is, and nine times out of ten, it's a song that they grew up with. So a song that they knew somewhere between the ages of 15 and 21, mm. those really emotional, powerful time of, the, of everyone's life where all those emotions are going crazy. You're falling in love, and you're breaking up, mm. and you're in high school, and there's stress, and there's bullying, and there's all these things that are happening. And so you're always trying to connect with, with folks at, at a certain age. Teenagers, young adults—that's that's that's where people really capture and really uh, absorb music in a way that no one else does. Mm. It's difficult for folks at, in their 30s and 40s to to really just 
absorb a song and be moved by it in the mm. same way as, as younger folks can as an older guy. It's very difficult to actually connect with those folks. So mm. that's something that I think is a, a challenge for everybody, especially aging uh, musicians like myself. I do try and, and you know, in, in the cover songs that I do, I mm. try and make sure I mix it up quite a bit and play from all different genres, new, new songs, old songs. Uh, and that seems to work pretty well. My own personal original songs, I've focused really heavily in the last couple of years from the introspective, gloomy, mm. uh, singer-songwritery stuff to really brightening things up and making things sound a little more familiar. I surrounded myself with traditional music. I spent um, quite a bit of time digging through the recordings in the Library of Congress, the Lomax recordings of, of the Deep South and the early 1900s of those kind of traditional songs. And it's so interesting when you listen to those things that you hear, you know, uh, someone playing a song on, on their porch in Virginia and someone play, singing a song, you know, on the street in Texas in the 1930s, and it's the same song with yeah. different lyrics, same form, you know, and there's and there's these very traditional forms of songs, chord progressions and melodies that are, are just have been uh, around for a hundred years or more, and they're universal. And they've been used over and over and over again, and they're so familiar, and they just make people feel good when you sing them. You know, when you listen to probably my newest albums, mm -hmm. my newest collections, that I try and I'm not copying anything, but the the progressions are are very satisfying in that. It starts in a place and the melody is somewhat familiar and then it, it ends in a place where you just, it just feels great. It moves. And, it, and the cool thing about that is when you play something that's familiar like that, when you go out and you play a set of all originals, people latch onto it because they're like, oh, that, all right. You know, it, it's, it's familiar. It's not, it's not like I know that song. Mm. They know it's original, but they can immediately connect with it. And, and it's very satisfying to do and it's fun. That's really what I've been focused on. Trying to be universal, crowd-pleasing. And the, the, the goal for me is to be able to play 100% originals and have people just be, having never heard the songs before, be completely entertained yeah. and engaged. That's, that's what I love to do. Sure. So, lastly, what does the future look like for the Manchester Troubadour? Yeah, so as my predecessor experienced, I'm experiencing the same thing. Uh, it's a two-year term as Troubadour. I've been Troubadour for four years now. Mm. So, you know, it, it's someone else's turn. I love, love being the town Troubadour. But um, there's a, there's a, I have this sort of, uh, you know, lifetime movie of the week uh, way this is going to play out now. <laughs> that it, just, it just feels like a really cool way to end the story. So, so I did my two years. The pandemic happened. Mm. I've done another two years of singing for chickens and kind of being the cheerleader <laughs> for the town. That's kind of cool. And now next year, 2023, is the 200th anniversary of Manchester. And uh, Chris Silver and, and Parks and Rec have requested that I write an anthem for the 200, 200th year. They want to send me on a, on a singing tour at all these town events and, mm -hmm. and all these things. So that feels to me like a great opportunity for... To, to, all right, let's make that the culmination of this journey. I've started working on recording an album of all the songs that I've written as Troubadour, and there's, there's quite a few of them. I'm up to, I think, maybe 14 or 15 songs, yeah. so it's a nice CD of music. Yeah. The album will be called City of Village Charm, which is the name of one of the songs. And so I'm going to try and coincide the release with... The, uh, the release of that album with the release of that song, assuming uh, Chris Silver and are happy with anything I come up with. And so then I'll spend the summer uh, singing all those songs that I wrote for the town at different town events. I do a, uh, a concert in the park every September. Mm -hmm. 
And so I, my thought here is that September of 2024, after some sort of a Kundun-like exhaustive search, the next Troubadour, that at that concert I would announce and, and introduce the new Troubadour to do a small set of songs. So 2024 will be the year that we figure out a way to identify and name the, and, and figure out who the new Troubadour is going to be, and then I'll announce it at the concert in the park, and that'll be a nice... Beautiful, again, Lifetime Movie yeah. the Week grand finale. So, Bill, again, thank you so much for coming here and talking Absolutely about all of this. Pleasure. I really hope that the people listening, especially if they're musical creatives, not only are inspired by you and what you do. And So let me add one more thing. Yeah, of course, yeah. I run the Manchester CT Songwriters Association Group. We meet every second Monday at uh, 153 Spruce, which is the Department of Neighborhoods and Families. I said it right. Mm -hmm. Again, every second Monday. We've gone nonstop for a solid three years now. We welcome everybody at all skill levels. If you've never written a song ever and you're just picking up an instrument for the first time, just come sit, strum a few tunes, um, listen to what we're doing. And all the folks that participate in that group on a regular basis get to play at the concert in the park that I do in September. That's the It's a, a songwriters group, concert in the park, where we promote it as this is the music of your community. Come out and, and hear it. So please come if, you, if you're musically interested at all. Come out to the group. You'll see, you'll see the, uh, the concert in the park September 10th this year. Center Park, right behind Maricini Library. Uh, come on out and hear the music of the town. That's amazing. And where can people find you or, or interact with you online? Do you have any? I'm all over the place, but the, probably the easiest place to find me is uh, at search for Troubadour to Door. You'll find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. I'm all over. All right. So thank you again, Bill, for real. That was, this was an amazing conversation. You're you're an absolute light. It's going to be you know, 2024. I hope whoever comes the next Troubadour has the same energy and the same passion that you do because that's, I think, Manchester or, you know, could keep using that, and I hope it, that energy keeps pushing forward. So thank you very much for being here, Bill, Thanks for real. I really appreciate it. The Tiny Podcast is a production of Better Manchester, an initiative of the Town of Manchester, in collaboration with the Department of Leisure, Family, and Recreation. For more information on the Tiny Podcast, visit manchesterct.gov. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Ryan Ward signing off. Thank you.